Hello, everybody. I am in a great mood right now because we're back to Marvel. It's only been a month. And because of one other reason, uh, we just found out that Jeff was wrong about something and I was right. So uh, it's going to be a great session. That's uh, twice it's going to be a fantastic in like session. Three days because you were right about something. You were slipping. Of too. You were just it's slipping. really because it's I have to do all the work and somebody else <laughs> on the stream. Doesn't. You should have long term confidence yeah. issues because of this. Like your self esteem <laughs> should just be tanked. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Wow, that's fair. This is how we're starting tonight. This is I'm getting yells, at, yells from my <laughs> wife across. Wow. The Your body blows coming in there. It's okay. <laughs> okay, hang on, hang on one second. All right, anyhow, this is just going to be the Jeff stream now. Uh, as I've muted Stephen, unfortunately, a byproduct of that, everybody else is muted too. So it's really just about me right now. So I was going to talk about myself. Had a long day today at work. All right, you're back. You're back. <laughs> All right, let's start this over. Uh, Heyo, welcome to Adventures in the Lollygagging. Tonight we are playing the Marvel Multiverse RPG. Uh, we have created our own Earth LOL that focuses exclusively on the X-Men slice of the Marvel pie. Uh, we crammed in Mojo World, technically part of the X-Men slice. Uh, not really what I was planning on focusing on with this campaign, but has become a major focus of the campaign. Uh, give them what they want, right? Our players uh, have played their are created created their own original mutants. Uh, they're currently outlaws uh, from the U.S. government uh, and from the Mojo government now. Uh, Kipser, let's start with you. Who are you playing? What are your superpowers? I am playing Ashfall. Uh, she is the daughter of Richter and Shatterstar. Uh, she is from Mojo World and definitely not the leading force in us going to Mojo World maybe more than one time. Who could say? Um, she is, I guess, planning on trying to help stop this thing at Madison Square Gardens we'll, uh, and, and rescue the future and then travel back to the past. Madison Square Gardens, yes. Uh, that's exactly X. where we're going next. That's entirely the plan. Uh, Aaron, who are you playing? What are your superpowers? I am playing Jericho Wraith, the son of Kestrel and Silver Fox, a former member of Team X, a CIA black ops squad. And his powers revolve around space-time manipulation, teleportation, tachyon wave, energy manipulation, and temporal freezing. Was Team X actually CIA, or was it still part of the Canadian government like Weapon X? No, Team X was CIA Black Ops squad back in gotcha. the 60s and 70s, Vietnam and a little bit after that. Uh, Melissa, who are you playing? What are your superpowers? So I am playing Ellen Humphreys, whose uh, superhero uh, nickname is Bijou, uh, daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Humphreys. I get to make that joke one last time. Uh, <laughs> she can get real small, run real fast. Um, and she recently learned how to resize objects, resize others, and do microdimensional travel if all hell really breaks loose. Awesome, awesome. Uh, I believe that's everyone who didn't mute me. So let's just move right <laughs> along. I'm joking, Jeff. Who are you playing? What are your superpowers? Uh, I'm uh, Marshall Gloss. I'm playing Stranglehold. And uh, I am a, a, a semi-professional collegiate uh, wrestler. And I have heavy training in martial arts. 
and uh, and plasticity. I have the ability to reshape parts of my body. And uh, I also have, as an appendage, my brother uh, who passed in the womb as part of me manifesting my powers. Uh, he hangs limply from my body and occasionally tries to take over uh, and do bad things. And uh, this is likely the finale of our X-Men series. So, uh, Jeff, I think we can just say, who have you been using as your character art on uh, the game? Oh, yeah. Uh, so Emilio Estevez uh, from The Breakfast Club, uh, as I, I regularly refer to him because he's a wrestler. Uh, and he's and in your twin's school. name is? Uh, well, my, tr- my twin's name is Charlie. Uh who is Charlie Sheen, brother of Emilio Estevez. It's all connected. I appreciate a bad joke, so I, I wanted it on the record. Okay, well, first of all, it's not bad, Jeff. And secondly, I don't <laughs> force other people into those jokes. It's for my own amusement. I don't say it and then sit there and look at the screen and wait for people to acknowledge me. Like, stupid. <laughs> Previously on, on X-Men. <laughs> oh, shit, I'm not ready. Where's our music? I said I'm not ready. Man, I've had a day. Shut up. <laughs> oh, I'm just giving me trouble. Oh, my God. I like I the energy today. It's good it energy. This is going to be fun. <sighs> good way to end with the TPK. It's going to be fantastic. Well, right. Like you can hit us. Rocks fall. No, that's not the right. That's not the right. Ash fall that's, not the right. that's not the right one. Actually, I control rocks, so <laughs> I'll just throw those rocks back at the GM. Thanks. I don't know. The last, the last GM we ever... Tiny. The last GM we ever said you can't hit us to dropped a kaiju on us and killed all of us. My I'm character literally got pooped out of his tract, and that I was the like only way I survived. A 37 passive perception, too. There's no way a kaiju <laughs> King Kong catches up on someone with a 37 <laughs> passive perception. Just saying. Anyway. I mean, that would be an epic ending. Mm-hmm. Wait, so Aaron, you had a character that was eaten alive by a kaiju, digested, and survived. Well, he was a so, war forge with a parapet of uh, yeah. wound closure, so he was basically immortal. What so you're he, saying is there's a chance my Conan character is still alive. He is alive in hell. So, you know, I mean, he Semantics will live forever there, right? in hell. So there is that. He's immortal. That's the Sobek, silver lining in this. Sobek <laughs> will forever be tortured in hell, yes. Nice. Good. As he should be. Previously on X-Men. The gifted graduates took a turn as stars in Mojo's reality TV show. With Shatterstar, one of Ashfall's fathers, being held captive by the yellow TV mogul and threatened with nuclear explosions, the mutants were forced to play by his rules. Fortunately, his rules were fairly simple. Hot means you're getting closer and cold means you're going the wrong direction. But Mojo doesn't always play by his own rules. Following the hot and cold directions left the graduates, led the graduates into a series of traps and ambushes, all for the sake of higher audience ratings. Each mutant utilized their powers to the fullest, with Bijou speeding through the abandoned city, jamming the hot-cold button, Wraith quickly teleporting through buildings to clear them, Stranglehold lifting entire skyscrapers out of the way, and Ashfall sensing excavations and vibrations in the earth. The graduates soon discovered that the game was unwinnable. 
Ashfall and Stranglehold fell back onto the trusty maneuver called a fastball special, catapulting our rubbery wrestler into Mojo's blimp and control center, where he found a fearful Mojo in the real Shatterstar. With the TV host offering no resistance, Stranglehold rescued the prisoner and regrouped with his ever-growing team of mutants. Ashfall, you see Stranglehold uh, descending uh, in parachute-like fashion uh, as his rubbery body uh, extends, and uh, he is carrying Shatterstar. The two of them land near the group of you all. You've got Prodigy and Elixir with you still. Uh, Rockslide as well, I believe, is uh, still being carried. Uh, I don't believe he's uh, returned to consciousness yet. And you hear through the speakers of this blimp, Ashfall, as you're reunited with your father, the sound of Mojo. Spiral! Our ratings are tanking. Get rid of them now. Well, time for us to go. All right, come on, Dad. Let's head out. And uh, Ashfall will like reach out, pulling um, Shatterstar out of Stranglehold's grip. Uh, I believe he also has Xavier on a table somewhere attached to him. In a pocket. Oh, in a pocket. Yeah, okay, in a small. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. Um, Shatterstar is still unconscious because I can't role play twelve NPCs at once. Uh, so they have to take turns on, with consciousness. No. Not that kind of. Uh, <laughs> All right, that's fine. <laughs> you hear Spiral's <laughs> voice also come over the loudspeaker. Where should I send them? Send them back to their own crappy dimension. But wait, put them out in the middle of nowhere, somewhere no one would ever choose to live at. Someplace incredibly boring where they can't have an audience. The worst possible place you can think of. Fine, I'll send them to Canada. And with that. Dimension portals open <laughs> underneath your feet, <laughs> and you all start falling out of Mojo World and into the clear, clean air of Canada. Uh, you all have one action here as you are descending from a great height uh, over a vast coniferous forest. Uh, let's go with initiative order here. We'll start with Wraith. What are you doing? De define great height. 150 feet. I teleport to the ground. Are you going to try and take anyone else with you? Because Prodigy, Anybody? Elixir, Shatterstar, Rockslide, and Prince are all falling with you. I would love to, but unfortunately, I don't have teleport other. If you like, I will give a one-time uh, exception with an ego check. Okay. I will grab whoever I can grab then. Uh, and my ego is phenomenal, by the way, guys. Uh, so you're going you're gonna to like this. You're looking for a 16 to grab one person with you. I got an 18. Five, five, six, and a plus right. two for my ego. That's shocking. So you start bamfing around midair as you're falling. Who do you grab? Professor X. Uh, Professor little, X is, is still in Stranglehold. Oh, okay. Pocket. Yeah, he's so in my then, pocket. Uh, I will grab Elixir then, because he's the one who can heal anybody right. who goes flat. Uh, you start bamfing around. Uh, you land on the ground easily. Whoa. Oh, that makes you sick. Elixir grabs onto you. Uh, his golden face goes pale. Strangle to the side and be ready. You're going to probably have to heal some people when they splat against the ground. Oh, God. Splat. Stranglehold. <laughs> What are you doing as you're falling? 
okay. are you trying to survive? Here's this? here's my thought: arms, legs extend, creating an X, not unlike X Men, and then I start spinning like I'm a propeller top to see if that'll slow me as I go down. Because I don't actually have an ability that specifically targets slow fall or anything like that. I also don't think this is really going to hurt me all that bad, and I'll heal it up in like five seconds afterwards. But that's essentially what I'm doing, is I'm, I'm, I'm a giant X, and I'm spinning round and round in the sky. All right. Uh, I want, uh, we'll call this a might check, as you're using your strength to spin in the sky. You have to hold okay. this form, uh, creating a sort of, fan a wind you turbine say, you say might but what is that is that because there's no might melee. in the game melee, melee sorry it's all right it's all right reading other rule systems this morning how dare you all right that's a really bad roll uh that's a 19 but i do get 19. Uh, I, I do i actually have an edge hang on let me let me go ahead just take care of that really fast you, you don't need to that roll one. that uh, you oh, are no, strong enough to pull yourself into a spin slow your descent and you can also grab one person with you okay uh let's see um let's see uh you are you took elixir so wraith took elixir yep. uh got prince has her prodigy far. shatterstar and rock slide prince prodigy oh my god you're gonna tell me i can't you're gonna make <sighs> me choose between prodigy and prince i'm gonna make you kidding choose. me hard choices here it's really not. I take this I, is like I the morally Prince. conflicting game I, that I've no, been setting I take up here. Prince. It's, I, <laughs> I, Prince has imprinted on me and I on him. Like that. That's 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 crazy. Like I no. You on him is accurate. Yes, that side of it. One sided. One sided love. He likes one sided romance. Okay. I mean, I saved your dad. You could probably be a little nicer <laughs> to me, but that's cool. Your angle hold is spinning like a top. <laughs> With a shark riding his back, the two burly arms where fins used to be gripping his shoulders, a dry white tongue lopping around from side to side in the air, and you have a little bit more of a rougher landing simply because there are trees and branches and everything, but you just absorb the blows and you catch on to something and you slide. Uh, it's not as easy as just teleporting to the ground. But it's just minor cuts, scrapes, and bruises. All things considered, it's pretty good. Ashfall. Shatterstar is falling right next to you. Prodigy and Rockslide are falling as well. What are That's you doing? No problem. So what province or territory in Canada are we planning on landing in, Stephen? British Columbia. I don't know. You wouldn't know. <laughs> no, but you should know as the GM what, uh, where our characters are ending uh, locating at. Okay, so BC. Location. So we've got rivers, we've got the ocean, a few lakes. All right. Is there water? Uh, or no, mountains? we're going to Alberta now. Okay. Well, then there's Banff, which is the most beautiful uh, lake in, in Canada. Are we close to that one or are we close to the dinosaur okay. museum? Dinosaur museum. Definitely <laughs> closer to that. <laughs> I shouldn't have given you the option. <laughs> um, okay, so our Calgary area. Uh, I, is there any body of water close by? Uh, high or low? Hi. There is, uh, there is a small lake nearby. Excellent. So for 15 focus, I can create a dimensional portal. 
but it just is a location in a dimension that I can, I know, which I can see the water over there. So in theory for 15, can I just create a portal in the air for all of us that are still in the air to go through and then go into the water for? In theory, yes. I want an ego check for this because you're yeah. all coming from different directions uh, and you've got to be able to control this power here. I was actually hoping Stranglehold would pull people together. <laughs> Oh, I saved your dad. My God. You see the beginning of Power Rangers? All the different colors that come in together. I know, right? Um, all right. So that is a 22 ego check. 22. All right. Uh, I'll let you grab two people. Ooh. Bijou, do you have a plan? Yeah. Okay. Then I will grab, um, obviously, my dad. And... Uh, Project or Rockfall. I'm sorry, Rockfall. I just don't know you as well. Also, I know your abilities, which means that when you splatter, you just reform with the rocks around Falls you. So I'll grab Prodigy. <laughs> yeah. Are you even an X-Men fan? I'm grabbing Prodigy and Shatterstar. Thank you. <laughs> My wife just yelled out, you're the worst. <laughs> yes, I agree with your wife. Your wife is a great person. I'm going to put holes in your boat and wonder where you sleep. <laughs> all right so that leaves us with bijou and rock slide falling through the air what are you doing bijou um i don't actually have a really good plan for this um my plan is the that one. i was i was imagining that stranglehold was going to do something in which he would like kind of grab onto trees and sort of like stretch his arms and legs a little bit which would make a little bit we were like all a, depending on him and he just you know, let us all down I think there's just well no i'm stop I'm playing gonna, my character i'll play I'm my character jump. i want to play my character <laughs> so like uh, there i'm imagining that the way that stranglehold is going to do this is, is there's going to be some kind of elasticity in you know kind of that end and so she's just like aiming for sort of like the you know kind of like the you know mattress on the ground like fireman catch net thingy <laughs> she's just, that is a great like, idea except it's really nice knowing you <laughs> but it's gonna be fine because i will just use my shrinking dodge as i fall to just like shrink and roll <laughs> so it'll just be kind of like a a downhill roll kind of a thing of course if you shrink small enough and you were falling directly over stranglehold with his fanning action you would actually get a buffer of air above you that would slow your fall your, your there you go rate of fall That's we have any physics for physics the baby <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, no i mean we have one right you know, <laughs> i mean not you on the opposite side steven sorry <laughs> And also, superheroes, so cool stuff happens. All right, so Bijou, you are planning on trying to land on Stranglehold then, is your plan, correct? Yeah, I'm staying on top of him and okay. going to you know, uh, stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> I want an agility check for this, and that's, <laughs> that's not really, really going to help Rock Slide. was to roll agility. <laughs> um, I, I can make Rock Slide small first if that would help Brockside at all he's not gonna get hurt by 150 foot fall he's fallen from orbit before <laughs> okay agility that's really all i was angling for was and you're looking for a 16 that's right that's where i gotta well hmm so it's a fantastic but i got a bunch of ones 
So I'm going to re-roll. Fantastic one success or fantastic failure? Failure. The Ooh. second one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have 15? an edge? Do you have anything that lets you re-roll? Do we have any dice from the um, lovely audience? Yeah. We have lots of audience dice. Yeah, but those don't get used after the roll. They get used before all right, this is our first fantastic failure. Oh my goodness, it only took us 12 sessions to get here. Uh, all right. How do we want to do this? Bijou, your aim is perfect. It's impeccable. You shrink. You start going towards Stranglehold. Stranglehold is uh, grabbing trees and branches as he falls down. Uh, he's got Prince on his back. Prince is looking up at you. Tongue hanging out, mouth wide open, and you land straight into Prince's mouth <laughs> as you shrunk, <laughs> going right down the gullet. There's not even a, a gulp, not even a swallow. It was just perfect aim. Uh, you are now in a shark's stomach. Uh, I want a vigilance check from Stranglehold to see if you notice this. Really? Okay. You're going to test my vid. It's like the, I think this might be the only time I've ever rolled Vigilance. This is exciting. Uh, <laughs> time uh, for another fantastic uh, failure. That is 18 uh, on my Ooh. roll. Uh, I'm checking to see if I have anything that can give me that I have anything that has Vigilance edges. Because I've not used this before. Or I've not. I don't think I've actually rolled one of these before. Uh, no, I don't have any. So yeah, 18. All right. You don't actually realize that Bijou was falling on top of you, but you make it to the ground and Prince is just surprisingly choking. Sharks don't have gag reflexes as far as you know. You've never seen him choke before. You've seen him eat some questionable things, you mm -hmm. know, swallowing entire boots whole. Apparently his evolution is continuing and he's developed a gag reflex. One arm extends around one, one arm extends around the other. I'm going to do the old fashioned Heimlich, even though I know it's, it's outdated. I'm going to do the old fashioned Heimlich. I'm going to wrap both arms around each other, tie them into a little knot in the front. And I'm just over and over. Like, it's okay, buddy. Did you get like a, a bug or something on the way down? It's all right. Come on. Just breathe. Stay with me. You hear a grunt and a groan with every heave. And it takes a bit and he's still choking in. The gray shark is turning a shade of blue before finally hacks up bile. Uh, a boot comes out. A license plate comes out. All sorts of junk is flowing out of him. And then you see an unconscious bijou rolling out onto the ground splat. Oh. Uh, okay. He is, is she like full shape or is she tiny? Uh, still action figure sized. -ish. Okay, so he'll he'll pick up uh elixir. Uh, can you patch her up? Uh, he just kind of shakes second, her bro. out a little bit. The, he shakes her a bit to get all the bile. What? You alright? Ooh, I feel sick, bro. No, I know. It's like I, I ate a bad bad post workout shake. There's no such thing as a bad post workout shake, bro. God. Uh, anyway. I think it was the almond milk, dude. I think it went bad. Almond milk doesn't go bad, man. You can drink that stuff forever, right? <laughs> right? Oh. Oh. Anyhow, uh, Bijou, uh, she fell 
into Prince's mouth? Still vomiting, still puking. Elixir doubles over, puts out a hand, and just taps Bijou, almost like kind of gently slaps her. She dangles a little bit in your hand. Uh, And then with a few coughs and some deep breaths, Bijou uh, returns to consciousness. Wakey, wakey. (laughs) (laughs) She's just like... She has this like really big face in front of her and mm. she just sort of is like, ah, and like goes back to full size. Oh, jeez. Give a guy a warning, man. Oh, sorry. I, um, I don't know what happened. I was falling and I was falling and the last thing I saw was like teeth. Prince ate you. Oh, 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 oh. It was an accident. He's very sorry, right? Aren't you, Prince? Oh. Oh, he smells. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, he can talk. Oh, my God, he can talk. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Okay, don't get too excited. Don't get too excited. It's okay. Keep trying, buddy. It does sound like he's trying to form sounds. Good job. That, that. Good job, man. Good. Absolutely. Well done. Okay, we're all okay. Where is everybody? You see or feel vibrations and a rumble and look over towards the, the lake uh, and a new island is getting pushed up and formed as uh, Prodigy, Ashfall, and uh, Shatterstar rise from the water on land. Whoa. The three of them come towards you. Wraith, you're with the group as well. You were with Elixir. Uh, and you regroup here in the foresty moon of Canada. What's your plan? It's like a movie where it just says on the bottom somewhere. In <laughs> somewhere. Well, technically, I know where we are. We're just outside of Calgary near the Dinosaur Museum. Somewhere. <laughs> right. Somewhere. Question. When, when Mojo sent us back, Did he send us back to, like, our world and our time? Or did he send us back to just, like, our world, but where we were before we went to Mojo World? Well, that is deep. Thank you. Thank you. Mojo World is a bit complicated because there's, like, even though... Okay, so we're on... This is our Earth, right? Probably. Okay. You lost me. Okay. <laughs> there can be many of, of, of this earth. There can be other dimensions. What what I do when I jump to Mojo World, that's crossing dimensions, right? So okay. there can be many earths, but Mojo World exists in singularity. So it can be on any other world at probably time is a bit wonky, but you know. Well, it sounds like we need to uh, go find a diner or a convenience store and look at a paper and figure out yeah. when we are as well as exactly where we are. Well, I think this might be an area that you're slightly familiar with, Jericho, maybe? I'm... Looks familiar. You've but... been to the Dinosaur Museum many times. <laughs> the biggest one in the world. I'm sorry. Uh, so you. <laughs> I will shove two respects down your throat. 
Why, why do I feed into Kipser? Uh, you regroup <laughs> and uh, begin uh, making your way through the wilderness. Uh, you have not seen Calgary or any sign of civilization. You had a good uh, bird's eye view as you were following. Uh, you didn't see any roads or uh, power lines even or anything like that. You choose the direction that seems to be best. And you start heading that way. Uh, Jericho, it sounds like you are sort of taking the lead. I would like a vigilance test here. Sure, sure. Nineteen. Nineteen. You were taught basics of survival, uh, you know, wilderness survival, that kind of thing. It wasn't necessarily your main uh, focus, uh, especially with, you know, you had a lot of high-tech uh, gear and vehicles available to you, but it, it's in everyone's basic training. Uh, and you're able to navigate the wilderness fairly well. Uh, none of this is... Uh, very thickly forested. Uh, it, it's easy enough to travel through. You choose the best best route you think is possible, uh, and you continue going for a good distance. Uh, several hours of just hiking. Uh, not much elevation change. Uh, just a flat trip through the woods till you finally do find something. It is man-made. Not necessarily the civilization you hoped for, though. You find a chain link fence uh, in the shape of a small square. Uh, each side is about 40 feet long. And inside this fenced area, you see several ventilation shafts. Uh, they look to be like industrial vents. And Jericho, I also want a logic test from you here. This uh -oh. one is not going to do so well. This is not going to be a hard test, though. You only need a 12. Take audience edge. Take audience edge. Yes, take. All right, give me, a, give me an audience dice. It's, it probably isn't going to help me, but we'll, we'll, we'll give it a shot. Uh, okay. Uh, I got a 12 with a Marvel dice, uh, and I didn't even use my reroll yet. I'll reroll this one. Nice. I got a 12. Uh, let me give you a description here. You think of how you would like this fantastic su success to be. Uh, you said you got a marble, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Five marble one with a plus zero. Right. Not Two only do 12. you <laughs> recognize what this place is, you have been here before. This is an old Weapon X facility. And this is one of the uh, ventilation underground complex. Uh, not only is it a Weapon X facility, but it was often repurposed after Weapon X was shuttered, uh, officially, unofficially. This complex was abandoned and occasionally used as a Team X outpost for certain missions. How would you like this fantastic to look? Uh, so I think he immediately recognizes the location um and i think from that he knows a way to get into the base um or get into the compound quietly from where they're at all right uh yeah you know it's not actually that far where the the main entrance is uh it's fairly well hidden 
Uh, you have to come in by uh, helicopter. Uh, so there aren't any roads that lead to it, but there's a clearing with an entrance not too far uh, away. All right, guys, listen. I I'm sure that Mojo or Spiral did this on purpose, but this is an old Weapon X um, base. Uh, we used it uh, in my Team X days from time to time. There's an entrance we can get into. We may be able to... Uh, there may still be some resources, vehicles, computers, something that we might be able to use to pinpoint when we are and, and resupply and rest a little bit before we figure out our next move. That sounds smart. And uh, Ashwell just has like Shatterstar over her shoulder, passed out. Hopefully can, somebody's carrying rock. <laughs> I can carry like all of them. It's fine. There's a lot of them now. Iju, you noticed, had, like, run over to the lake, taken a dip in the lake, and came back. So she's, like, <laughs> she <laughs> tried to get well, the shark innards off of her. That was something that uh, I forgot to narrate because uh, I was excited about Bijou being swallowed by a shark. Uh, Rockslide did just hit the ground uh, and made a massive crater. Uh, as far as you can tell, he's still alive, but he's a rock and he doesn't really breathe. So it, it's difficult to tell. Uh, still unconscious, but being carried nonetheless. Uh, Stranglehold, as you've been traveling for a couple hours with the rest of the group here, you're carrying a few people. Yeah. Uh, you make it to this ventilation shaft, and then you find out there's a clearing nearby. The group of you begin walking, and you hear a voice. Not necessarily saying words, but giggling to itself. And then for the second time in a short uh, a time span, you hear choking. You hear the sound of... Uh, Prince, what are you into now? Prince, where's Prince? Prince, uh, as soon as you say Prince, uh, you turn, you look down, and you see those big burly shoulders pulling himself along, and he just looks up at you, that shark smile, those black glass eyes, tongue hanging out, not choking. Huh. Uh, do you guys, uh, you guys hear that? Are you, the rest of you do not hear it. Uh, no. Stranglehold, you what, do still hear it. What do you hear? A choking sound. And then uh, he, like, sort of shake his head, reaches, like, inside his whatever he's wearing at this point. I'm not sure. Some big old hoodie. And he just... A Mojo looks. World hoodie that he found. Yeah, it's like a Mojo World. It's got the <laughs> Mojo logo for Mojo merch. World on it. Yeah. <laughs> just Mojo. That, right? yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, for sure. So so he looks inside and just... Uh, and you see Charlie with his hands that he normally can't control, exhibiting some control in like pushing something into his mouth. Leave it. And he's going to reach his hand down and try to see what Charlie's trying to eat. You reach your hand down and you pull out a doll. No. This is Professor X. No. Oh, God dang it. He's also, he's, pretty badly mangled uh oh. there's a good chance that professor x was just murdered by your brother no he's <gasps> fine he's fine elixir elixir uh bro oh, bro 
Professor X, man. My um brother. Oh, dang. My actual bro. But you're my actual bro. Oh, so many bros. Help him. Oh my god, help him, help him. And why isn't he bigger? He can be bigger now, so we can see him better. Oh, oh man. And Elixir goes and takes him. You like set him in the palm, and Elixir puts two hands and he's like. Wait, 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 wait. I, I, I think, think he's alive. I'll make it easier. I'll make it easier. And like Bijou will come over and like let's, size him back to normal size. Let's hurry and get back in into this compound as safely as we can so we can maybe there's medical resources. We've got Elixir. He is a medical resource. Elixir can't heal him. I don't think there's anything in this world that can heal him, but that that's fair. Bro, that's awesome. Oh, crap. I, I'm working. Uh and Professor X is now full size on the ground. As he returns to his size, you see that there are several broken bones. Uh, arms are at wrong angles. He was already atrophied and malnourished. Uh, so he does not look good. Also, the saliva from Charlie is much bigger now. So he's just soaked in gross spit. And Elixir's like, oh, gross. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's alive. He's alive. Uh, oh, that bone's not supposed to be that way. And then Elixir's not actually a doctor, so he just takes an arm and just, like, <laughs> bends it back. And you hear the bones, like, grinding against each other. You hear a pop. Oh, oh, yeah, uh, that that's supposed to happen. Uh, this is gonna take me a bit, uh, but I think, I think I can fix him. I think. Is it not, is it not helpful for all of us to be staring at you and crowding around you? Should we give you space? No, 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 I like the attention. No, that's good. That's good. I like being a hero, you know? You're yeah. doing a great job. Um, Maybe if we can wake Shatterstar up. He, My dad probably, not. I wouldn't call him Shatterstar. Maybe uh, my dad knows some, like, uh, way of setting What's Shatterstar's boats. actual name? Well, it depends. Godiva 7, or there is also Ben is an option, or... What would Ashfall uh, call him? Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that'll do. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, uh, we can wake up Shatterstar here and add another NPC to the mix. Why not? Uh, it, it Elixir takes some time away from Xavier uh, to work on Shatterstar, to revive him. Comes to very shocked uh, to see that he is now in a Canadian wilderness instead of Mojo World. Uh, but once he sees Ashfall, you see his eyes just light up. Luna! Dad. What? Welcome what are, to... What are you doing here? What am, what am I, I doing here? This is, this, this, is, this is where you sent me when Luna. I was like 12. Yes! Uh, we're... You're so uh, grown. In the you future. You still look young. Uh, yeah, we're, we traveled a little bit, so yeah, I'm, I'm about 16, so I am older, but not as old as you think. Oh, well, 16, that's a good age. Timey-wimey. Uh, I'm glad you're healthy. Yes, uh, thanks, uh, but I saved you. Uh, thanks to Stranglehold, whom I threw at Mojo and did an excellent job. Hey, how's it going? Um, nice to meet you. My my twin is acting up, but I'm, I'm sure we'll talk later. Stop eating things. Uh, Dad, we've got an emergency. You see, that's Professor X. 
I don't know if you've ever met him in this timeline. <laughs> He's needs a you know how to set bones, right? Uh it's been a while, but yeah, I Ooh, that arm should not be bending that way. Uh okay. Yeah, I'll I'll try to help. You have to tell me a bit more about what's going on later, because that was a very brief description of a lot of details. Yeah, bad situation. We'll do that for sure. When we uh, have a breath, we probably also need to get into this facility uh, now-ish, too. All right, so uh, Shatterstar and Elixir are working on Xavier. Uh, I think it's fair to say that a couple of you would... Uh, scout ahead because you know the entrance is not much further. You really are right at it now. Um, and what is your approach here? Like, what what kind of methodology? Are you trying to be stealthy? Or are you trying to just walk up? Uh, Jericho would be doing his best to be as stealthy as possible. He wants to get a lay of the, a lay of the entrance first to see if there's still electronic security if there's physical security if there's personnel who are manning it or if it looks abandoned all right so i would like a stealth check then we will call that agility uh is anyone else going with wraith uh bijou would go uh bijou are you staying full size if so i want a stealth check for you as well no if <laughs> if anything involves them, Bijou just shrinks down and goes into the pocket. All right. I think it's safe to say it's an auto success then. If you're that small, no one's going to be able to spot you in a forest. Uh, Wraith, how'd you do? 22. 22, easily. So the two of you creep up. Uh, one of you smaller and faster than the other, but the other one knows the area. Uh, and is moving very purposefully, occasionally teleporting quietly as you do to stay out of clearings and lines of sight. You find activity, actually, at this entrance. You see a group of soldiers uh, moving cargo out of the entrance. They're pushing a dolly out of these uh, wide steel double doors and honestly from the outside it almost looks like a cellar entrance it's nothing uh, extravagant uh, it really is just a ramp down uh, it's not even large enough uh, for a large vehicle to go through uh, you could get like a golf cart in there and that's about it uh, uh, how many there how is many a people? helicopter as well in a clearing nearby a cargo sized helicopter uh, and you probably see about a half dozen people uh, between the ones pushing the cargo out of the ramp and then a, one or two standing near the helicopter and then one or two moving back and forth. So what, about uh, six people. Are they wearing uniforms? They are wearing uniforms. Uh, nondescript, you don't see any patches or anything like that. Uh, if you'd like, you can give me a logic check, both of you. Uh I will give you an edge wraith since you're more familiar with this. Okay. Ooh, I got a 17 fantastic success. Ooh. Be better than mine, that's for sure. Even with the edge. With the edge, I got an 11. 11. Okay. <laughs> like how I'm like peeking him out of your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> the basics here, Jericho, uh, is that 
they're wearing some sort of military uniform. However, looking closely at it, it's not an official uniform of any government. With your fantastic success, I'm going to say that you actually... Um, you don't know much about uniforms. You're a regular no. teenage girl. Mm-hmm. So they just look like military. However, one of those faces actually looks incredibly familiar to you. And you don't really understand why, but as you're watching, the guy turns a certain way, and then you remember exactly where you saw this face from. One of the uh, broadcasts recently from Reverend Stryker's crusade, the leading up to the crusade, you have seen that he has always had a team of bodyguards, usually wearing suits. But this guy, he sticks out because he's got a scar that goes across one eye and then an, another scar that goes across the mouth. And he's normally wearing like the suit, like the secret suit service type uh, style uh, outfit, but you just recognize that face. This is one of Stryker's bodyguards. Nice. And I did pick up fresh eyes at some point, so maybe that uh, works. <laughs> it's like her trait. Absolutely. Um, and so um, she'll just sort of kind of crawl up on Wraith's shoulder, and so she's just sort of like whispering in his ear, like, there's the guy. With the scar on the face from the commercials. Oh, the bodyguard. Strikers men? Yeah. Uh, if he's here, we might actually have an opportunity to shut this all down and get back. No wonder Mojo sent us here. He's probably still filming the whole goddamn thing with some invisible cameras. Can you mm. can you quickly run back and tell the rest of the team and get them ready? If we can get in here, we might be able to stop this here and now. See ya. <laughs> she just <laughs> jumps off and runs. You don't even now, hear her take off. Uh, the tiny little bijou is just gone in a second. It should say goodbye. Um, so quick question. Um, we were trying to ascertain time. So if I'd seen that face on TV, did that face seem roughly the same age or older or younger? That's a good question. Um, you would not see a noticeable difference one way or another. Uh, he, he looks to be roughly the same age. You aren't intimately familiar with him, but with your fantastic success, you got a good look at him. You've got the fresh eyes. Um, you would say that you're roughly around the same time, give or take okay. a year. Okay, does it look like 10 years younger or something right. like obvious? Same sort okay. of haircut, same hair color. Uh, the lines in his face look to be about the same. As far as you okay. can tell, you're pretty much around the same time. Okay. And probably in about the time it took for us to have that conversation, I'm back in full size and <laughs> updating everyone Absolutely else are. with what we saw. Uh, Pichu, what's, what's going on? Uh, so there's a helicopter and, uh, people in uniform, but not like military uniform, like other kind of uniform. Um, and one of the guys is one of the guys that was on the commercials, the ads for Stryker's, uh, crusade thing. So Stryker might be here. 
And I think, I oh. couldn't quite tell. I think it's kind of the same. It didn't look like he was really, really younger or really, really older. So maybe we're in kind of the same time that we were. Okay, that's that's good. We're not jumping more time. Um, geez, all right. I mean, all I can do is suggest we punch him hard, but I'm, yeah. Okay. We should go back and meet up with Wraith. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Let's sneak up there with him. Luna, the- who is Stryker? Uh, Dad, can you just like, okay, so he's like evil human incarnate who took over this earth plane dimension. Um, and, and he's got like a whole mega church thing going on with, uh, anti-mutant sentiment. Um, so he's like a person we want to punch in the dick. He's like, you know, asking to be punched in the dick. That's who he is. Right? You guys would agree? Punch him in the dick? I mean, that's kind of... I mean, I'm going to punch him, but that's kind of like... No? That's not cool, you know? The face? Punch him in the face? No, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Face is cool. Just all all sorts of punching and another misery. Yeah. All right. right. He's Uh, waiting for us, so we should probably catch up. Can you guard the injured and keep working with Elixir? Yes, of course, of course. Luna. Be safe. Yeah. You too. Don't get kidnapped again. And then we can go save Papa sometime. Remember, you're always the star in my eye. As okay, let's go before he gets a little star on his eye that twinkles. So <laughs> let's go before it gets embarrassing. As we're going, it's Dragon Hall's like, oh my god, you're no, that's keep so walking, cool. keep walking. That's so sweet. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so glad I saved him. Oh my goodness. It's I know he's like really a good dude. Um I don't understand you why you're waves, like the way like... you're like when he's so cool like that. <laughs> Wait till you meet my uh my other dad. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Bye, Mr. Luna. Bye, Mr. Luna. <laughs> Call me dad. It's See you, bro. (laughs) (laughs) The three of you make your way back towards Wraith. Uh, Stranglehold, you are actually having trouble focusing as your twin is cackling incessantly, giggling to himself, excited that there is now only one Charlie left in your life. (laughs) That's messed up. What? 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 Dude, what is your... I told you we don't need him, you idiot. You have me. Don't need... What? Who? Charles Xavier, Charlie, Charles. I don't understand. And so, um, he he wanted no competition for the name Charlie. But there's two, though, because Elixir saved... Well, I mean, I don't call him Charles. That would be presumptuous, like he's Professor X. He's well, dead now. I ate him. Not, no, you didn't eat him. You bit him a bunch. But then my real bro fixed him. So nice try. Think As you're if an idiot it. like you would know whether he's dead or alive. He wasn't worth it. He held us back. No, man. You no. need me. No, I most certainly don't. No, you're crazy, man. Like, you're crazy. Like, I, I would I, share with you, but you want every time you take control, it's like, do this bad thing, do that bad thing, man. 
Maybe stop doing bad things and you could stay longer. You mean ego check with trouble? Ego check. Hey, Raiders, welcome to the channel. We are playing oh, Marvel awesome. Multiverse. Take an audience We're dealing with a lot of family drama right now. Last episode. Uh, it's our finale. Yep. yep. We're wrapping things up. Uh, Ashfall's father uh, is here taking care of Professor X. Stranglehold's twin is trying to kill Professor X. Uh, good times, good times. Uh, 15. 15. Uh, nothing fancy, just straight 15. The rest of you see Stranglehold talking to himself a little bit. You only hear one side of the conversation. And then for when he says uh, that final bit, you see him strain and struggle and then come back up in his eyes are the jet black like princes. What are you guys doing? Have they caught up to me yet? Or am I just still... All, all four of you are together right now. Okay. Stranglehold. Get a grip on yourself, man. We got work to do. Fix your freaking eyes. This isn't Marshall. This is Charlie. Oh, all right, Charlie, then get your act together. We got work to do. Fix your freaking eyes. Yeah, I mean, none of us have anything we can do against you. So can you just work with us on this? We're about to beat a bunch of people up. Oh, I can kill. I can kill. I can kill. So what? And with that, you see the struggle and the strain, the eyes close those and strangled you did actually pass the check uh so you're able to regain control whoa oh uh oh hey wraith when'd you get here uh, uh marshall you're gonna need to really put a stranglehold on your twin because he uh he just jacked your body there for a minute and uh, he is absolutely fucking nuts yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah uh yeah, 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 yeah. He's been, he's been tap, tap, tapping away. You know, it's like, it's like when you're, you're sleeping and you can hear the faucet and the water just tap, 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 and it just won't stop. And he's, uh, it's like it's not a lot, but like it's just lost so damn long. And yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. We're cool now. It's we're cool. We're cool. It's I fine. was gonna smack you and see if you came back, but you came back on your own, so I didn't have to smack you. But I was going to just to see if it would work. Right. I I wouldn't Would it do work? that next time. Mm. He could I mean, you guys weren't doing back. anything, you so I thought somebody had to do something. That's fair. Interesting approach. Listen, we've got six hostels, we've got a helicopter to ground, and we've got a compound to infiltrate. So let's execute this plan. Get Stryker, put him down, and get home. We just need to ground the helicopter. We don't, yeah, we don't want to we keep might it. need okay. well, no, oh. don't destroy it. We may okay, okay, need okay. to leave in it. But we okay, don't want I, I won't them leaving it. it. All right. Yeah, don't throw. No throw. Okay. If we survive this player, <laughs> he knows we're at the finale. We got to get to the boss. Good mm -hmm. man. Good man. If we uh, survive this stranglehold, let, we should teach you some Buddhist meditation techniques. I think that'll I, really help. I I have an iron will. Okay. Like like I I've been learning from Professor X. Like whenever anyone tries to take over my mind, it's like. They have trouble doing so because that's like how powerful my mind has become. Just 
So, you know, that's, that's good. That's good. It's it really was, good. it was kind of scary when he was, uh, there he didn't, didn't like him. Much. It's, it'll be fine. We got stuff to do. Focus. We'll deal with that afterward. Okay. Uh, stranglehold after this episode though, Charlie is quiet again. Uh, you, you feel like you've suppressed him. How long? Who knows? But at least he's not cackling it anymore. He's not quite as distracting as he was before. Is he moving when I look? Uh, it, it seems as if your battle will sort of sedated him. Like you reinforced that you are in control of this body. And he's still there, but using some techniques that Xavier taught you, uh, you feel like you've quieted him down a little bit. Okay. Let's go hurt some people. And I, that's me saying it though, like bad people, they're bad people. We're going to, I don't want to kill them necessarily. I just, let's go whatever you need to do. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. One last thing, as you all are making plans to head into this base, you've been focused, you're disciplined, you're on mission right now, a mission that you're, uh, your training kicks in, you know, how even the little bit little bit of distraction can cause the failure of a mission so you're the one who notices this you're watching these men go back and forth as they load these last few crates onto this cargo helicopter you hear one of them turn back the one that Bijou recognized tell another one that's it evacuation's complete to tell Professor Thornton he's got to leave now or he's staying put Time to hit him. We need to keep that helicopter grounded because we're going to need it. We we need to know where it's going. Thornton's still here, so we need to hit him too. So, like, we're What's the plan? Get to destroy the helicopter? No, no, no. no. Keep the helicopter. Take no. out the bodyguards. Uh, capture Thornton. Okay, look, I'll deal with the helicopter. I'm just going to put it in a box, and then they can't take off. Uh, right now, the helicopter is powered down, too. It's not even started. So oh, it, right. it would take a bit before it has to take off, a couple rounds at least. Let's handle this narratively instead of going into combat. You guys want to ambush. Uh, these are regular humans, and you are four very powerful mutants. So you're going to easily take them out. But let's go ahead and uh, we'll do this as a bit of a skill challenge, whether they're able to raise the alarm before you're able to take them out. Uh, so let's go through initiative again. It makes sense with Wraith being the first one to go. Uh, what is your first action here that you want to do? So Wraith would would be he would be blinking behind um, the guard closest to the helicopter to take out anybody who looks like they may be a pilot going towards it. And you know he's basically he's just going to stun him. He's going to use his tachyon uh, burst to basically knock them out. You know, just kind of okay. blink behind one, knock him out. Blink behind another one, knock him out. Uh, give me your attack then. Okay. Um, and we're going to say a 16 will count as one success. A 20 will count as two successes. Why did that roll logic? Did I hit the wrong one? And uh, Stranglehold, you're going to be up next. Stephen, would I just be able to use the two karma to recover uh, while we had walked over to Wraith? Recover focus? Absolutely. Thanks. I'm just going to roll that quietly. 
A 22. 22. So you're able to take two of these guards out. Uh, go ahead and describe what it looks like. So basically, Wraith just this is how it disappears, appears above and behind one of them in the air. And as he's falling, clamps his hands on either side of his head and just gives him a tachyon burst. As his feet touch the ground, he rolls backwards, disappears, reappears right in front of the next guy, puts his palm on his chest and gives him a tachyon burst, knocking him out. That happens insanely quietly. The three of you are watching and the second guy is hitting the ground before you even realize, before you even hear that, uh, the first teleportation, the quiet little of the air, uh, from Wraith leaving. And that's your Q stranglehold. You see two guys go down. What are you doing? So how many more are, are there? Four. Okay. Um, I'm going to take two that are relatively close to one another. Uh, it'll probably be within reach for me. And so while Wraith was going in, I was extending my arms and they were kind of slithering through like the tall grass, almost like snakes. And they're going to come up the back of two of them and tap on their shoulders so that they both turn towards each other. And then I'm going to smash both their heads, heads, heads together and then slowly begin to pull the bodies back towards us. All right. That's a melee attack. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and roll it as if you're doing the actual attack. And uh, right. it'll be the same as for Wraith. A 16 will be one success. A 20 will be two. All right. So let's see. Uh, all right. Let me do my edge. As I've already hit what I need to hit. But let me see if I can get something else. Uh, that is a 23. Nice. It goes off without a hitch. Uh, what's it look like as the arms come up and smack? So they come up. They tap on like the interior of the shoulder, so they both turn towards each other, like, huh, what? And then as the hands come around behind their heads, it just smashes their face together, uh, like really, really hard. And then he doesn't let them, I don't let them go. I just, I don't, like, I, I, I kind of lower them to the ground. I don't let the bodies fall. And then I just start pulling the bodies back towards us. Beautiful. Uh, so that is four successes. You need two more. Ashfall, you are up. What would you like to be doing here? All right, so Ashwell's just going to like slam her hands into the ground and uh, you can see sort of a rumble extending from her towards the helicopter and then these uh, boxed walls will uh, come up around it and create a lid and she's going to use elemental prison stone, obviously, to create a box around this helicopter so no one can get close to it and it's locked down. Um I, now, I was trying to quickly read some rules. Um, I have up to Elemental Protection 3, but I'm hoping to only use Elemental Protection 2, uh, which would be um, just 20 hit points kind of thing. Uh, I'm not even going to ask that you use focus on this right now. Let's just do okay. the check. Sure. Um, let me do an ego check. Uh, that is 23 with a fantastic... 23 uh your box comes up and the there were two soldiers that were in the helicopter Oops. that they they start uh jumping out as the box comes up you see one of them uh climbing trying to climb up the wall before uh falling back down the box comes up complete uh they are sealed in with the helicopter however they're not entirely silenced yet 
Bijou, what are you doing? So are there any that are outside of the box that no. are targetable? Sorry. <laughs> this is all happening simultaneously. So if you want, you can say you were doing this as the box was going up. I mean, I was going to try to snipe, and I don't know that that really works with the box going up around people. I think that's fair. Um, as they're coming out of the helicopter. Uh, so can I, well, this may be my death, but instead of sniping, I will just run really quick so that I'm in the box. Awesome, awesome. Uh, what are you trying to do once you're in the box? Um, I would try to shoot at one of them once I'm in the box. Um, it can't be like a snipe, obviously. Um, okay, uh, it'll be agility though. movement. Um, and yeah, sorry, go ahead. Agility to shoot or agility to run inside? Success. Uh, agility to shoot. Uh, you're okay. going to be able to with your super speed. You'll be able to make it in the box before it closes. Okay, good. Um. I'll see if I'm going to try to do suppressive fire on one of them. So maybe I can at least stun one of them. Absolutely. Because that's just a standard for that one. So, and I am claiming ahead of time that I'm going to do a um, audience edge. All right. Uh, there's no damage reduction, right? No, we're not doing damage. Uh, 16 will be one success, 20 will be two. We're just handling this fairly narratively. Okay. Um, I got 16. 16. Okay. Yeah. But that's actually seven successes total. So, uh, Bijou, you gum, uh, run up and you get in the box as it's closing. Uh, and you are able to stun one of them with your energy blast. Uh, describe how that looks like. Uh, so she is like running, 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 running. And then she just sort of jumps down. And as she does, she kind of clasps her uh, necklace with her um, with her bracelet. And so you see just kind of the energy just kind of coming out. And it's kind of almost goes over one of them towards the other one. Um, and so the one that kind of has to duck doesn't touch them or anything. And then the other one gets stunned. The the one of them has to duck the as the energy goes over their head, blasts into the person behind who goes flying backwards, sprawling into the grass. Ashfall, though, this box is rising up as this happens, and uh, this is on the far side of the helicopter where Bijou is blasting at least two, and one of your walls comes up. The guy that was down is clinging on to a wall as it comes up. And you're starting to build this box, but he is able to climb up over onto the ceiling. You can still, you got the narrative success here. Describe how you're taking this guy out with your uh, powers. Uh, so just like he's put himself on his little pedestal. And as I have one hand up concentrating on the box, another one just behind me pulls a rock. And I throw it straight at him, ping, into the forehead, down. Falls on the other side of the wall. Uh, and you have taken out the six of these soldiers, and you have the box sealed perfectly. Uh, we'll say, Bijou, you were able to super speed out through the ceiling uh, before it's closed off. 
But now the soldiers are down. There will be no alarm. And the helicopter is secured for you to come back uh, without worry about anyone else leaving. What now? Now that we've got that handle, we need to move in and grab Thorpe. Let's go. Yeah, either way. Uh, you and Bijou, maybe, uh, sorry, Wraith and uh, Bijou, maybe first, because you guys can maybe see things coming better than us. Sorry, Stranglehold, I'm putting you in a box with me. Like the, uh, you, like the uh, helicopter. I'm supremely vigilant. <laughs> okay. Well, then I guess we're uh, good to go. <laughs> I mean, I saved your dad, so. You did. Nobody I put appreciate. Stranglehold in the corner. <laughs> Trying to put him in a box. <laughs> Wraith, you have been here before. You know this complex. It's a massive complex, but it's been progressively shuttered and shuttered. Uh, parts of it have been shut down, uh, mothballed, not used anymore. And you feel like if they were evacuating, you know exactly where the research offices would be for someone like Professor Thornton. You feel fairly confident this is where they would be. Uh, in fact, you've seen him there before. You're able to guide the group. You don't uh, have too much trouble with guards because, uh, as you heard, it's being evacuated. There is one time, though, where you see shadows moving through the hallway. You're at a T intersection, and there are these uh, halogen lights uh, on the walls that just throw shadows on the far side. You see two shadows coming eerily smoothly moving as if they're levitating, bringing back of mind the prime sentinels that you fought before going to Mojo World. What are you doing? So are they are they definitely coming across our path, or can we pull back? And It and... looks as if you could still go down uh, into a room uh, in this hallway or a side tunnel, uh, some sort of way to hide. It looks like you're in this T-intersection, and they are going to continue going down the T or turn towards you. So we want, that's why I just whispered back to everybody. Let's pull back into that room. Let these primes go by. I'm going to want an agility from you, Wraith, and take an edge because of your teleportation. All right. Two edges. Twenty-three. 23, uh, you pull back uh, into another hallway and you uh, all sneak inside a door of a storage room nearby. Uh, it's got a window, so you're watching from the side, uh, making sure that you're hidden in the shadows. These two prime sentinels do turn towards the hallway you were in and then turn again. Uh, from what you know of this complex, you'd say it's fairly certain that they are doing a sweep of the whole area. Uh, making sure that there is no one left roaming the halls. It doesn't seem that they're being that thorough. They're not checking every single room or anything like that, but they do move past the door that you were in, and you get a good look at them. You, you got a good look at them when you were fighting them, but this is a little different when they're passive. They're You're not fighting for your life. They're so human. It, incredibly human. They're some sort of cyborg... Uh, these have to be striker fanatics that have been augmented with technology of some sorts. And it 
kind of scares you to the core that people are willing to give up their humanity to become uh, defenders of humanity. Like the logic of it just doesn't make sense that they give up who they are as a person in order to defend this cause. But they move past you, uh, passive, uh, in unerringly accurate in the way that they move. And after a few moments, you open the door, you continue down the, the pathway till you do find the offices, the research lab, and you see a man sitting at a desk, typing away at a laptop, his back to the door. You're looking in the window. And you recognize this man, Professor Thornton, someone you know quite intimately. Hudson. Or Thornton, whatever the hell you want to be called by these days. Come on, he, Truett, you know me. Is startled to hear his multiple names turns around looking somewhat scared and then sees you and you see the recognition in his eye and his face soften <laughs> Jericho my boy didn't think I'd see you again especially after all this time you haven't yeah. aged today that's because I haven't aged what are you doing throwing in with Striker oh well there's research to be done. So you're responsible for these cybernetic monstrosities that are corralling mutants and stripping their powers away from them? Oh, come now, Wraith. You know that I... I have no ill will towards mutants, but... No, but I you want to knowledge. control everything. Well, the easiest way to advance is through control. And you leave people to have their own independence and they make such poor choices. Well, let's let's bring it down. You trained me for one thing. What was that? You want the truth? I want the truth. You're a useful tool. Mm-hmm. As a killer, right? Think of the logistics. An assassin enters a building using no doors, leaving no trace, leaves the building with no records, no cameras, no proof. It's a suicide. Exactly. Now, here we are. A trained killer who's a ghost facing the man who's basically destroyed his life and probably killed his parents. And the only thing keeping that man alive is information. My son, I would never... I trained you to help you find your parents. Tick-tock, bastard. You and I both know that if you didn't kill them, you sure as hell weren't helping me find them. So you can either explain to us what's going on, where Striker's at, how we can knock him out, and how we can get back to our own time. Or I could do something I've been dreaming about doing for a long time, and that's separate your head from your shoulders, and we'll figure it out on our own. So what's it going to be, Truett? Jericho, my boy, we're practically family, and you speak to me like this. 
There's no reason for hostility or threats. I'll happily tell you where Stryker is. In fact, he's become quite a pain in my side. This partnership has become a little lopsided. Well, then we may just have a confluence of interests. You tell us where Stryker is, how to take him out, and how to drop those sentinels. You can walk away. I confess, seeing you here is a little bit of a... Frustration for me. Not you specifically. I hope you don't take offense. I'm always happy to see you, my boy. But Stryker said there would be an attack here. And it's irritating how right he always is about these things. His robot that he, he keeps with him at all times feeds him information that somehow the processing power is staggering, that it can predict the future. Probably not predicting the future, it's remembering the past. Just like we've traveled through time, point. I have a almost guaranteed that thing, whatever it is, isn't predicting what is going to happen. It just knows what's already happened from its perspective. You're always too smart for being a tool. You really could be you could be a leader. You don't need to be a pawn anymore. My person who sees me as a pawn is you. I'm at a loss. I feel like it's been a long time, but I've missed you. And I, I raised you when you were a child. I, I don't understand this hostility. But I will say that I, on my end... Hold no ill will towards you. In fact, I still want to help you find your parents. And here's a tip for you. I believe Stryker has Silver Fox. And where might that be, old man? Stryker has a fleet of semis that are... They're essentially prison cells, mobile prison cells. He keeps mutants in stasis in them. We've already had a couple. There's the intelligence I was talking about. I'm so proud of you. The Silver Fox is in one of these, and I, I believe I'd be able to hack the database and track it for you if you would like. It would just take some time, and I, I'd have to get uh, a few files off my laptop here. Ashfall, you're more computer savvy than I am. Yeah, I'm okay. You mind, you mind looking over his shoulder, and if, if he does anything that you think's a little squirrely, put a spike of stone right through his brain. Oh, I'm happy to. I also have another idea. Bijou, you can travel very quickly and make things very small, and Prodigy is outside not doing very much right now. Yeah, he's thinking That's the same thing. Point. See ya. And he can see inside. See you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, old man, just hold up. We've got an expert coming in. He's going to help us make sure that you're on the up and up. Very well. I'll be glad to consult with this expert. Uh, you should know that this laptop requires my biometrics. Without me, it will not function. I'm not going to kill you. 
But he's well, going to watch you. We just need like a hand or an eye. Yeah. I mean, Give I, me I, uh, presence here. Uh, Ashfall, I think you're the one saying this, but you get an edge for sure with everything going on. Uh, I would, yeah, I would have anyway because I have the gladiator trait, but sure, I am happy to do that. Um, sorry, you, you get said two edges then. Presence? Presence. I'm sorry. This is Eagle. just Steven playing the wrong game. Look at him. Um. <laughs> How dare you? How is it twice? Twice. Uh. Bijou pops up behind Stranglehold and just like pats, like taps Stranglehold on the shoulder. Oh, what? Oh, oh, God, it's you. Okay. I was just like strangled you. Uh, roll for the edge. Prodigies, like just what happened? Right next to you. I was out there and now I'm in here. There we go. Yeah. We're going to break this guy's arms or something, and then you're going to use his computer to find Wraith's dad. Um, Mom. I got Mom, a 21 sorry, on sorry. I just assume Silver Fox kind of, you know. Professor Thornton pales. Uh, he's already a pale man because he spends his days in front of a computer in an underground complex. But you can see that the color drains from his face. Jericho, my boy, you wouldn't let them hurt me. After all we've been through together. I understand what you're saying. You're absolutely wrong. I will let them kill you if that's what it takes to get the information we need. And I'll let them do it slowly. He struggles to maintain his composure. You can see it. But he doesn't want to just completely give in. His voice crackles and shakes a little bit. I already said I would help. But very well, if threats must be made, I will give you the information. And then with him and Prodigy, uh, Prodigy just kind of like shocked at this situation because he was outside in the forest just two seconds ago. Uh, he's uh, whole world literally changed on a dime. Uh, they start going through the computer and they start going through these files uh, and you see lists and lists of mutants and uh, specifically GPS codes, not actual coordinates, but codes that you can uh, put into a tracking service and follow the GPS signal of all of these mutants. And sure enough, Project Silver Fox is one of them. So, Truett, you've known all along that Stryker had my mother. No, no, these are... I've not gone through these files before. As I said, I had to hack into them, but Stryker and I, we were partners in the loosest sense. Okay. Well, let's tighten up that partnership a little bit. Tell us where Stryker is and how to nullify his time-traveling capabilities. And like I said, you get to walk away into this future hellhole. As for the first question, gladly, I would have told you that without the threats. He's just in the main lab. You should know that well. It's where one of your mentors was created. Wolverine. Wow. And how do we nullify his time-traveling sentinels and get back to our own time? As for that, I, as much as I would love to help you, I cannot. His robot uh it it's all powerful 
it, it has the power of a god and he the robot itself is damaged which has allowed striker to control it in some way striker's made modifications he chips off pieces of technology here and there and repurposes them striker has a glove made from the robot's arm that is striker's main source of defense his main power his his weapon he calls it the hand of god is that how he controls the robot partly it's how he communicates with the robot the robot it it has some sort of function a prime directive a mandate to destroy mutants and striker has co-opted that in some fashion i i can't give you details he never lets me near it but i've seen a few files here and there all right anybody else got any questions for uh mr hudson here or professor thornton whatever you want to call him how many mutants are in these cars getting driven around exactly uh prodigy is scrolling through the list 247 whoa well prodigy are these now the vehicle the other vehicles were all linked are you able to hack the compute onboard computers of the vehicles and and change their uh location or destinations or spoof their gps's to send them someplace we'd want them to go i don't know if i could change their tracking signal that seems to be hardwired however it it seems as if they get their directions, their destinations, their orders, all from some uh, overarching program. Uh, it, it continually sends them, uh, they, they just circle around the U.S., all, all of North America, actually. Uh, and I could easily reroute them, yes. We need to figure out a location to reroute all these vehicles, too, so we can free these mutants, particularly if we don't all get out of here. One of us Whoa. may have to stay behind, even if we can get out to free the, the rest of these. Well, why doesn't, like, Prodigy work on that? And we go confront Striker in w- w- the lab. But then w- the guy, you asked for questions, the Prime Sentinel thingies, How uh, do they have, like, weaknesses? Like, how do you shut them off or something? The actual... Prime Sentinels, I'm quite proud of those. Uh, They utilize an adaptation of Stryker's robot's power and technology. Uh, However, they're fairly easy to shut off. Uh, You simply overwhelm their defenses with massive forces of energy. Small tactical nuke would be perfect. How about the fact... Come on, Truett. I know you. You're always in control. I also know for a fact you wouldn't let out anything you didn't have a kill switch embedded in. When you say I know you, you're always in control, you see a little bit of a smile return to him. He's still very frightened of the situation, worried that he's lost control of the situation. But he appreciates the acknowledgement. Very well. But 
I have your word that you will not let any harm fall upon me. You're not going to die. You're going to help me recover my mother after we deal with Stryker and his pet toy. Fair enough. We started this together and we'll finish it together. One my boy, give me other. one second. And he takes the laptop away from Prodigy. Uh, starts typing. Uh, you see a program run a loading bar. Uh, upload complete. It's done. All right. Ashfall, can you lock him in stone here for a little bit until we come back? I don't want you slipping off, old man, just on a lark. So you've got some options. I'll leave it up to you. Do you want him in a box or do you want him like where he can't move in his own little stone with his head sticking out? Like how much freedom are we giving him here? I can make him tiny and you can put him in a tiny box. Oh, you want to carry him around? That's the answer right there. You said no harm. You're You're just going to be small (laughs) and get big. He's still arguing as he's shrinking. And here's a little boss. She was nearly eaten by Prince. And then when Professor X was tiny, he was nearly eaten by Charlie. So, I mean, most of the time when you go tiny, there's no harm. But... (laughs) It's not a hundred percent. Well, yeah, well, okay, yeah, well, that's true. The 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 tiny fying part of it isn't the dangerous that's thing. Yeah. He's around you when you're tiny. That well, we've got him in a little stone box arguing, now. and his voice gets higher pitched and higher pitched. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're here. my son. Prodigy, here. You'll probably need the bait brain juice. You can you can eat his head if you want. But uh, there you go. Just make sure I there's air holes heads, in that box. But thank you. <laughs> All right, let's go finish this. Yeah, I'm right behind you. You make your way through the complex. Again, Wraith, this is a place that you know fairly well, and you know that this uh, main lab, it it's called a lab, but it's not anything uh, clean uh, or... Uh, it, it's just a concrete basement room uh, with all sorts of scaffolding and piping and three very large concrete water tanks where you know that uh, they were created with the idea of experimenting with adamantium on bone. You make your way into this main room. Uh, you enter uh, onto the scaffolding, and on the far side, you see another raised platform. You're overlooking these three pools that still have water in them, and it seems that there's something pumping through them. There's steam rising from the water. On the other platform on the far side of the room you see waiting for you expectantly reverend striker he's wearing this very fine suit he's got a uh, purple uh clerical uh garments uh over it with a large gold cross hanging from a necklace and behind him you see nimrod this large uh salmon-colored sentinel. Uh, it, it's got very smooth paneling that the the arms and legs are paneled as if they have human musculature. However, there is no uh, external head. It's just the torso rises up a bit, and there's a bright pink face on there. Uh, the face of a cold, robotic creature. But he is in a T-pose. He's actually nailed down onto, not nailed down, secured 
to a metal table in the shape of a cross. Very Christian-like cross. You can tell Stryker did this to emphasize that point. And there are panels missing from Nimrod in various places. And then there are uh, crude cables that enter into these panels where you can tell your modern day technology, well, futuristic technology for you, still doesn't match up to the futuristic technology of Nimrod where they're trying to control and communicate and adapt to. Nimrod is also missing uh, from the right forearm. Uh, it's just entirely gone uh, and he's missing both legs. And some panels that are left, you actually see battle damage on those as well. Striker, who is waiting for you, looking very fine, puts on a metallic salmon-colored glove, and you see it light up as the glove comes all the way to the elbow. Nimrod told me you would see Professor Thornton first, but I really did hope that you would want to see and talk with me first. Why would we want Learn to talk to, to you? Well, I hoped that I could convince you one last time to put aside this foolish quest. It, the future is already written. It's been revealed to me by the messenger of God. Yeah. There's nothing you can do to change it. I don't know if I believe that. Also, you have two, over 200 of our people in trucks emancipated driving around your country for your own benefit. Your people are an affront to God. I am using their unfortunate corruption to purify humanity. Are you guys really sure we can't punch him in the dick? Well, no, I'm, we're going to do the face, remember? Okay, fine. I uh, I don't know what to tell you, Striker. You heard the kids. I guess it's just time to take off the kit gloves and get down to business. We're going back to our own time, uh, and we're shutting down your whole program. Very yeah. well. Just as Peter denied Christ three times, thrice you have denied me. This is the way it will be. And he wiggles his fingers, and there is a ripple of energy that bursts from Nimrod as your surroundings change and transform. Uh, as this energy goes through, you are surprised to see that you are no longer underground. You are no longer in this Weapon X facility. Uh, and instead, you are in this jungle-like uh, forest. There, there's no trees. There are just massive ferns that are growing. And as you're looking around, you see bits of scaffolding and piping falling from where they were in the Weapon X facility, landing on the muddy ground. And then the thud, 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 as a massive creature lumbers past you. You look and you see a triceratops rushing forward and you hear a roar as a T-Rex rushes to meet it. And these two powerful animals collide in between 
the four of you and Reverend Stryker and Nimrod still on his cross-like table. Uh, we are going into initiative here. Oh, boy. New initiative or same one? Same one. Okay. Uh, it's not... They're not too far away from you, uh, but we do have fantastic round to go through first, uh, which we will be starting with Wraith here. Okay. Um... So, uh, how far away is Stryker from me? Uh, he was on the far side of the room. We'll say it's about 10 spaces. Okay, okay. So, I will, uh, teleport, uh, behind him. And then with my first standard action, I will, uh, I will hit him with a tachyon burst. And I will use combat trickery to make it a... A one on the Marvel die. And I will go ahead and spend the the maximum focus of 20 points on the uh, elemental uh, blast. Fantastic. Okay, that'll be 25 focus. Get that down. All right. And I've got two edges on this, so I'm going to go ahead and do a re-roll. So it's a 23. No, that's not right, because it's automatically a fantastic success. It's a 24. Fantastic 24. success. 24. Uh, Did not roll damage, though. That's agility defense, right? That on is striker? correct. Yep. Uh, that is a success with a minus one damage reduction. Okay, so my multiplier is seven, so six times six is 36, plus 10 is 46, plus 10 for focus is 56, and since it was a fantastic success, it's times two, 112 points of damage. Awesome. Huge hit. Uh, even with this. Does it look like it did anything? <laughs> you see an elemental uh, barrier come up from this glove, but it pierces through, just punches straight through and hits Striker right in the chest. Hits him hard in the chest. He's still up, though. But you did a serious hit to this uh, human. So with my second, uh, second standard action, I go ahead and uh, hit him again. And you said he had damage reduction of one, right? Correct. And I've got two edges, so I'm gonna come on. I'm gonna re-roll and that. All right, uh, twenty-three to hit. Is twenty-three a hit? I think we lost Steven. Uh oh, or he's frozen. I'm frozen? Nope. I'm we're right back. Here. We're back. Could you oh, hear sorry. 23 to hit. 23, yeah, 23 hit. hits. Okay, 23 okay. hits. 23 to hit. Um, so that's five times six. I don't know why it's not rolling the damage. Uh, five times six is 30, plus 10 is 40. 
40 points of damage. 40. Another solid hit. You're, you're blasting him, and he is barely hanging on here. Uh, ooh, big damage. And then I'll set uh, up my yeah. blink barrage. So I'm just blinking around, stopping, shooting him, blinking. And he's trying to pull up this energy barrier with every single blast, and each time your blast is punching right through it and hitting him. His suit is being torn to shreds. You see blood coming down. One of them hits him in his face, messes up his uh, hair, and you see he's got a, already immediately got a swollen face and a black eye uh, showing up. Anything else on your turn? That's it. I'm going to save my other two reactions, just in case. All right. That brings us to Stranglehold. Uh, that was the... Wasn't that just the special? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my bad. So, uh, yeah, so that brings us to Nimrod. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So Nimrod... You don't have to use him. No, I don't have to. I'm going to, though. Uh, oh. We're going to Supernova. Oh, no. That's rude. That's my own thing. Where is the supernova? There um, it is. All right. I was just looking for the list. He makes an ego check and compares that to the resilience of every enemy. So uh, he's going to make it here, guys, but it is going to compare. Uh, he's going to spend rank times 530. He's going to spend 60 points of focus on this. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, not quite a fantastic success, but I'll go ahead and re-roll with his edge. Can I use my reaction to create an elemental sphere against the supernova to protect everybody, uh, to protect the party? You would be able to, yes. Uh, you're all close enough, you could do that. Cool. I'm going to do that. That is going to be um, elemental protection three, which means you need a minimum of 30 damage to break it. And either way, okay. the damage won't go through and everything. So you see, um, seeing like this supernova, um, Ashfall like creates a sphere of dust that pushes out from her and, uh, blocks all this damage from hitting us. Thank you. Yeah. So does uh, it would go to the sphere first, but does anyone have uh, resilience under 22? Yeah, my resilience is under 22. It's 14. Or, I mean, yeah. over 22, yeah. not yes. under. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, uh, so it would have hit all of you, uh, and that would be 120 damage. Uh, I'd like to take that stunned. damage. <laughs> uh, you just need to be, outside. if you're teleporting around, you just need to be outside of the sphere range. Uh, Am I? You were teleporting back. I think it, yeah. it's safe yeah. to say the sphere comes up on all of you, uh, and it absorbs that 120 damage, uh, and it would also stun because it was a fantastic success with the edge, uh, but instead the sphere is obliterated. Uh, this earth just shatters and goes flying across. The supernova hits all of you still. The concussive blast kind of pushes you back. You all take a step back. You realize just the immense power of this robot just on the first strike, it was able to unleash that much energy. That brings us to Bijou. 
So what Bijou wants to do, and you can see if this is something that would be allowable or not, is that she wants to use her movement to very quickly run up to Striker and then use resize object on uh, his glove. Uh, so you have to make an ego check for that, I believe. Oh, you want to do it on his glove. I would say that's a part of him. So it'll still be the contested uh, against his resistance. Mm. It's a lot easier to pull a glove off of a little doll than a man. Uh, just make it big and it drops. Huh, that's true. Just yeah, I, I only have to make tiny oh. stuff. So like... I can resize whatever I do, but I only have shrink stuff. If the target mm. does not wish to be resized, you must grab them first. Uh, so, yeah, you would need to grab Striker to go for his glove. You'd have to get that okay. grapple in. Okay. Yeah, and I'm I'm realizing that, like, half of my stuff I can't see and half I can, so I can read the description of some things and not others. So I will trust you. It is an ego check, so I will, I will claim ahead of time that I'm going to use an edge for this. Um, and then... Ego is not anything that I am. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I misread that. So it's not actually ego. Uh, so with a grapple, uh, I believe that would be a melee because you have to grab him first. So you have to get up there and just hold on for dear life before you can get that glove from it. Okay. So that's a melee then? Grab uh, is a melee. melee yes. Yeah. Against the target's melee defense, uh, which you are looking for a 14 here. Okay, well, uh, let's see what happens. I rolled a, I rolled a fifteen with my ego roll, and my melee is better than my ego, so that would have been a sixteen. Oh, perfect! Uh, so you reach up and you're able to grab him. Uh, resize object or resize other is a reaction. Uh, so you would be able to react to this with your reaction, uh, which you have two of because of lightning action for ten focus. Uh, you can yep. resize uh, the glove. So what I'm hoping, and you can say which, either I'm resizing him or I'm resizing the thing while it's on his hand. So you can tell me which of those is allowed. Technically, you can choose to resize him, but you also have resize object, which isn't a reaction, but it sounds cool, so I'm willing to allow you to choose to do the glove. Well, she's so, got two actions anyway. Because of lightning. True, true. Uh, so we, when you grab him, you can choose to do either. It, it mechanically, you can do both. Good point. I w <laughs> I think it would be interesting to just shrink the crap out of this thing, and he is still full size. <laughs> so because like because right. I can resize down to microscopic, and I can resize object to any size that I can resize to. So, like, his whole oh, arm just, just from there down. <laughs> just. Melissa, you make me so happy. <laughs> uh, so, let's go ahead and, uh, with the damage from your melee check, uh, go ahead and tell me how much damage you're doing. Uh, so, that is uh, 23. I kid you not. He has 22 health left. <laughs> oh, gosh. Describe how you're taking him out by 
just crushing his arm. So it's just like a super fast blur, basically, um, where she just kind of like really quickly runs over and just like kind of grabs on to, to like his his wrist with the glove. Um, and if, if anybody was looking right at her, she might notice that she kind of like turns around and grins to like everybody else as she just like kind of pretends like she's like pushing it as it just sort of gets gets really really small uh and you hear him call out wait what what are you and then ah! as the arm just shrinks and crushes you hear the bones crunch the blood spurts and then the glove becomes tiny 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 until you can't even see it anymore and he passes out from shock probably dying in a second uh, as he falls to the ground in front of you. Uh, is there anything else you would like to do? You can still move on your turn here. I'll, I, I will then just turn around and run away. With the gauntlet? With the microscopic gauntlet? <laughs> I have a feeling right. we're going to no. need that in a minute. <laughs> um, so you take the gauntlet, you, you start okay. running back. Top of the round, Striker is dead. Nimrod lets out another blast of energy. Don't As I you find yourself, uh, he was fantastic. So we're at the top of the round. This is an environmental effect that I'm calling it. Oh, okay. uh, so it's going to happen at the top of the round. This is not actually in the mechanics, but I'm taking some GM license. Uh, as these two dinosaurs that were crashing and clashing into each other in front of you, uh, one of them disappears. The other one gets caught up in this temporal wave with you. Uh, some bits of the Weapon X facility are coming with. Striker's dead body is coming with. And you all get sent into a new time and dimension as you find yourselves uh, on a wooden deck and you hear the explosion of a cannon and then a cannonball blasts next to you. Wood splinters go firing at you. There's smoke everywhere. You hear crowds of men fighting and sword on sword as you realize that you've now been transported onto the deck of a Spanish galleon and there is an English pirate ship that is uh, hooked on alongside and they are doing battle. Wraith, you are up. There is also a triceratops that has plopped down on this English uh, sloop uh, right next to you. And these men are terrified and it is terrified as well. And it starts thrashing about and it bashes into the mast of that ship and it comes falling down onto the Spanish ship. What are you doing? Jericho slowly shakes his head for a moment, sees if he can isolate Nimrod in the midst of all of this madness. If he's even here. Nimrod is in the center of it all. Uh, you look through the hazy smoke. You see that these men are still fighting. This dinosaur is about to fall over the edge, but Nimrod is still on his table in the center uh, on the Spanish galleon with you. So, uh... You see Jericho start to blink around him, and as he gets close, he's looking... He's trying to isolate one of the areas where the panels have been torn off of Nimrod. 
and he's going to try to stri strike a tachyon wave through one of these rifts in his armor. All right. Uh, we're going to say this. We're going to do something fun for this. Uh, he's got damage reduction four. If okay. you take a trouble on this, I will change it to damage reduction two. Absolutely, I'll take a trouble because I got two edges on this, so I'll take a trouble. So I just got one edge on it. Damage reduction two. I got a 22 fantastic success. And that's before a reroll. Does a 22 hit? Do I need to worry about rerolling? Uh, this is against his agility, which agility is actually defense. against his melee. Uh, he is a brawler, but 18 is what you needed. So you okay, hit. Okay. So okay, I can't get an ultimate on this roll, so I'll, I'll just go ahead and roll damage then. Okay, minus two damage. Uh, 37 times two, 60, 74 points of damage. Beautiful. That's with the damage reduction too? Yep. All right. That, you hit your shot perfectly, uh, and it goes right into uh, those cords and cables that are sticking out. However, unfortunately, you see that this temporal energy that you're shooting at him dissolves into him and it kind of ripples across and it becomes these pink electric arcs that seem to energize him more than damage him uh, as he is using his reaction here uh, for energy absorption he is a bastard all right uh, with what my was that 72 yeah yeah Ooh, uh, minus is 15 so minus is 15 oh thank you for that thank you for that uh so seeing that seeing him start to self-repair from the energy i just shot into him i will try to spatially and temporally lock him down which is my flavored version of webcasting when i haven't used this for so long i actually need to look it up i think it's still an agility uh, I believe it is agility as well. Webcasting. While you yep. guys are looking that up, welcome in, Raiders. Hey, Raiders, welcome to the uh, channel. We are fighting through history right now. We were fighting with dinosaurs, now we're fighting with pirates. All right, so I'm going to try to paralyze him. Uh, awesome, awesome. I've got. I will re-roll. We've got one edge with this. Twenty-three. Does that hit him? Uh, twenty-three hits. Yes, I'm sorry. Just one second here. It's not uh, a fantastic success, though. But he is paralyzed. I'm just checking his reactions here because he's got something that you're not going to like. Uh, but you know what? I'm not going to use it. I got something better. Okay. Uh, so he's, he's currently paralyzed, so he cannot move mm -hmm. or take actions or use powers that require melee or agility. Agility, de agility defense is reduced to 10. 
and close attacks automatically hit. And then obviously on his turn, he needs to do a melee check and get better than a 20. All right. Uh, so how much damage was that? It's no damage, just paralyzes okay. him. Uh, yeah, and he is stuck to this table that he is secured to uh, and no longer moving, cannot make melee or agility. Got it. And I'm just going to save uh, save my reactions uh, in case he does something un unamusing. Fair enough. Uh, that brings us to Stranglehold. You are in the midst of this chaos. There are pirates attacking Spanish sailors. Uh, a T-Rex is still bellowing over the chaos as cannons are still firing. The T-Rex came with us? I'm sorry, the Triceratops, not the T-Rex. Okay. Wow. The Triceratops wow. came with you. Okay. So, like, where'd the T-Rex uh, go? <laughs> I, and I do yell out to everybody that he can absorb energy to, to heal himself. Yeah, there's really nothing Strangle can do with that. So, um, <laughs> he, will, he will look to Ashfall and he'll say, batter up and then hold his turn all right batter up i presume i think i'm after is yeah she go after me we've had time uh, to plan yeah nimrod <laughs> goes next and then ashfall darn all right uh all right i, I can just go then broke um, up our cinematics i've got I you guys know. in the combat tracker if you want to keep track all right um he runs in, uh, so he'll start charging in at Nimrod. Uh, as he goes, his legs will get long and stilty, uh, and he You're will just stepping sort of, over sailors and pirates yeah. as they're clashing underneath you. Pardon me, excuse me, pardon. Oh God! Uh, and then he'll be like, "Don't worry, guys, I can take them." And um, yeah, he'll start with his pretty standard grappling technique. Which will auto hit uh, because auto it hit. is a it is a melee, but I'm gonna I, I gotta roll it anyway. So let's start with that. Uh, so yeah, so that's a or actually maybe, maybe it's better to do because is there there's a difference between um, between paralyzed and stunned, right? Yes. Uh, yes. He is not stunned. Okay. He is paralyzed. So he, yeah, he'll charge in um, and then he'll he'll look up at you know, Nimrod and like, Hey, and why he's like standing there looking up at Nimrod. I'm in, I'm not going to do grappling technique. I actually am. I'm said, I'm going to do kind of reverse, uh, reverse punch. And I'm like, what's that? And then I'm going to have my arm extend around the back of Nimrod and just smash him in the back with reverse punch, which will auto hit. Um, uh, actually now I'm changing my mind again because I don't get to do any, I don't get the combo off that. Going back to grappling technique. Okay, so I'm just going to wrap around him as I would normally do. Uh, and then... I'll, I'll, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Uh, okay, so let me, let me do my reroll stuff. Do I have any trouble or anything before I use my... Uh, no. Okay. All right. Uh, all right, I did get a Marvel uh, on my... Uh, fantastic on my second. So then... <laughs> That's going to be, he's grabbed, he's pinned, and he takes 110 points of damage from me. Ooh. Ooh. Um, and then on my reaction. Uh, why not? I'll use another reaction. I'll turn that into some focus. <laughs> cool. 
I mean, it's my first and only action of this entire finale combat. That's no, cool, 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 cool. Uh, and then as a reaction, I will go ahead and use Coiling Crush, uh, which will automatically hit again uh, as I begin to just coil and coil and coil around him. Um, so he is already paralyzed, so this doesn't that doesn't really have an effect. Um, but that is effectively my turn. If it makes you feel better, I hit my max focus, so I'm not able to like gain all of that as focus. But if I you're, don't know uh, why you're also, talking shit to it me, it does like, not. But if he's I'm out, sorry, if, I'm sorry. but if he's out of, but if he's out of reactions in this round, yes, then the rest of the damage goes through, and then it's his turn right now, um, and he will, uh, let's say, clone powers, um, so. He's going to uh, pick Marshall because you're right there, and he's going to make an ego check. Oh no, he just picks you and then spends the 15 or more focus, uh, and he has all of the, your powers now. Why? Because this is what Nimrod literally does. That's what he is designed. No, to no, do no. But why is he picking Stranglehold? Like, <laughs> oh, because you're right this next is to the him. First thing he's done, and like you've had two people have gone like fifty times and done all sorts of stuff to him. Uh, why would he? If it makes you feel better, he's got a second action, uh, and he is going to copy Wraith's powers now. Okay. Uh, but he has he can't fo- concentrate on the same action uh, twice, so he's got to just copy power, uh, which will. Uh, then he will be taking the teleport, uh, the blink barrage. Are these all, all things right. he can do while paralyzed, by the way? Uh, he cannot make melee or agility checks. So technically he can do them as long as they don't require that. Or if he becomes unparalyzed. Okay. Uh, and he will use a reaction now to become unparalyzed, which he can do uh, with a melee 20, I believe. It's 20. 20. Yep, 20. he's got to get better than a 20. Uh, so that's his final reaction here. It's not rolling. There it goes. Uh, 29. Uh, so he's able to break through, and you don't really see him leave the table that he's secured to, but he becomes stretchy and begins like wrapping around Stranglehold, who is wrapping around him. Uh, and that is his whole turn. So that brings us to Ashfall. All right. So Ashfall kind of like seeing all this going on, knowing the absorption of damage that she took before uh, is just going to like drag, um, reach out for the bottom of the seabed and drag up uh, this massive of sand and coral and um, oysters and everything attached to it. Get behind this barrier. We can hide here. And she's going to do elemental barrier um, and create a wall for people to hide behind. Um, that's awesome, awesome. excessively long because she's got a uh, rank four barrier. But yeah. Little castle right. walls with sandcastle the, stuff. The ship kind of like heaves to the side as this earth moves up and uh, goes down. But it does protect you all. Uh, anything else on your turn? That is uh, my action to do. So, no, that is everything. Very well. Uh, and that brings us to Bijou. So, Bijou will 
Um, so, Ashfall, is this a shoot through a bull? Oh, it's like 10 feet high, so you can just like jump up, shoot, and then jump back down again. It's just something to hide behind, like the just when you're you can go around it. Okay, um, trying to see how I can jump 10 feet high. That's <laughs> like you a- can jump off my shoulders. <laughs> We're we're five feet tall humans. <laughs> um, so I will f- find a um, maneuvering point to be able to sort of get up a little bit higher because we're on like a ship. So I imagine there's something that I can kind of get on to be able to kind of shoot over um, to attempt to do some sn- just regular old shooting. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so, just a maneuver to get over it. It won't require a check to get over it. Okay, so then it'll be the agility for the shot. Uh, no damage reduction, right? Uh, damage no damage reduction. reduction. Uh, I'm sorry, damage reduction two is what we're at. Uh, and that roll is an 18. 18 is just what you needed to hit. Uh, Damage is 16. 16 damage, and that does go through. He doesn't have a way to deflect that. Uh, And you see bits and pieces of his uh, sentinel armor uh, get chunked off. You see some sparks flying from the cables inside. So you are the first to successfully hit him. Uh, You have a second action, I believe. Um... I'll try to can, shoot can, again. Can, can Wraith yell something? Yeah, yeah. Bijou, we need the gauntlet. And um, she will jump off of the master, whatever that she sort of like climbed up on. And we'll do a. Okay, I'm almost out of focus. Uh, we'll resize object. So she will... Bring in the gauntlet um, back? Yes. Uh, yeah, you bring it back to full size. What are you doing with it? Uh, that's all of my actions. <laughs> she basically just jumps down, resizes it, and it's just there now, resized on the deck. Okay. Uh, and that's the end of the round. At the top of the round... There is yet another temporal explosion from Nimrod that engulfs you all. Uh, this Triceratops is unfortunate enough to have been brought in again. Uh, however, uh, it's not just the Triceratops. As a mast comes with you, several of these pirates, a couple sailors, a cannon, and all of you are now falling. You're in a free fall. You look down. You can't even see the ground below you uh, as Nimrod is still on this table, but he is falling. What all are you doing now? Wraith. Uh, Wraith? Not not as concerned about falling at the moment. He teleports to the gauntlet and puts it on. All right. Uh, That will be a logic check. I will be using an audience dice if that is all right. Because my logic is 
Or crap. Got it. Yep. Let me re-roll. Does Vizio still have the best logic? Oh, without a doubt, better than... I have one. 13? A 16? I have two. 16. Ashfall. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm dumb as rocks. My theme is rocks. (laughs) You put this on, and for a second, everything falls away from you. (laughs) Pun intended. Uh, As... Uh, your focus kind of clouds and you hear a voice query who is user Wraith Jericho query where is Stryker deceased query what is your command cease Temporal anomalies. Return us to this Lokvik and time grid. And he gives him the original time code and location for when they, st- they stole us in the first t- place. One more temporal blast emits from Nimrod. And you find yourselves with a Triceratops a couple Spanish sailors, a broken mast, bits and pieces of Weapon X facility, all on the lawn of Xavier Institute with Nimrod on the table in front of you. Completely power down and destroy primary power core. Non-destructive. Will comply. And you see the lights and the energy slowly begin to power down on Nimrod. And out of the Xavier Institute, you see a very confused group of faculty uh, and teachers, X-Men. Nightcrawler is the first one, followed by Colossus and a couple others. Coming out to see what their students are doing on the lawn with a triceratops that is now rampaging through uh, the bushes in the trees of the Institute. Professor Wagner, we need Forge out here to take control of Nimrod and disassemble him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They'll do. And with that, we're going to close down here. What does it look like for each of you? You've returned to your timeline. You have brought all the people from your timeline to this timeline. Uh, Prodigy, Elixir, Shatterstar, they were all from the future where they are still remaining. What does your future look like as X-Men, as civilians, Bijou, you wanted... You were just a normal girl. Uh, let's go through uh, the same order that we introduced our characters. And let's say uh, what your character would do now that they've returned. Uh, Ashfall, we're starting with you. What does life look like for you now? Well, there's a few things Ashfall now has a goal towards. First off, gotta go save the parents again. Restarting that quest. Does anybody want to visit Mojo World again? Um, she'll offer the team, uh, and she'll also 
jump back to this world and this time to try to help sort of circumvent what Stryker had started and help break that chain and that loop. But Okay, so we're going to be on TV a few times, probably. Um, So you met Shatterstar. You know what he looks like. But my other dad, he's got, like, more dark hair. Uh, He's a little smaller. Usually wears green. Also, the Earth powers. Uh, You'll know when you see him. Dudes with beards like him. So Ashfall becomes one of those crazy live streamers that uh, does nothing but hang out on Twitch all day. No. Wraith, what does your life look like? So you see uh, Wraith leaving uh, the mansion. He's got a bag slung over his shoulder, and he's walking out. And then Logan walks up uh, next to him on one side and Caliban on the other side. And the three of them head over to three motorcycles. Logan looks at him. He's like, the new X Factor. Let's go find your mom, kid. The three of them get on bikes and drive off in the search for Silver Fox and Kestrel. And as you uh, search your pockets, you realize that you have a data chip uh, that had all of Stryker's files on there. And while they're not as useful as they could be because they're files from the future, they do have records of various members of Team X, Silver Fox being one of them. So you have a clue as to the whereabouts of your mother for one of the first times in your young life. Bijou, what does your life look like? Do you hang up the spandex? Do you go back to being a normal teenager? So for Bijou, this is very much like the kind of stereotype of the you know, can never go back home, but we'll go and, you know, lean up against a light pole and watch the house and see what's going on. And so she definitely kind of keeps an eye on her Mr. and Mrs. Humphreys and her older sisters and her friend Mandy. Um, But she has discovered the, again, stereotype cliche you know, with great power comes great responsibility kinds of things. So she's up for kind of assisting things and checks back in every once in a while and make sure that uh, everything's going okay at home. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Maybe even becoming a faculty member at the Xavier Institute. Although that is a very dangerous job, so maybe not. (laughs) Stranglehold, what does your future look like? So you see... We open up on this like almost like a gymnasium, you know, like a high school or community college gymnasium somewhere in like Hicksville, West Virginia. We just see like there's like a whole bunch of people in the crowd and there's like really bad lighting that's kind of going on. And an announcer comes on and announces a new tag team match. And you see these like these kind of big old hillbilly types with big beards and plaid and stuff. And they're all getting the crowd really, really excited. And everyone's kind of cheering them on and cheering them on. And then the then the announcer turns and it's on a really crappy like AV mic and it's crackling and, and squeaking and such. And he kind of calls out like Marshall and Prince. And you see coming out, you see Stranglehold in his old fashioned high school unitard next to Prince 
as we get into the ring, booze going down left and right, people throwing cabbages and random things that like Prince is eating along the way. And then we begin our, our circuit tour as a, as a tag team wrestling duo. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, we will close it down there with the four of you having knowledge of the future, also able to aid the X-Men, uh, specifically in preventing uh, Senator Kelly's assassination attempt from even happening, uh, thereby changing the directory direction of uh, mutant popularity in the country and the way the mutant laws are passed, uh, completely avoiding the awful future that you were sentenced to for the majority of this campaign. Let's do some shout outs, guys. Uh, Aaron, I believe we have some big announcements from you, right? Yeah, so next week, Tuesday at this time, uh, I'm going to uh, jump into the GM seat for about three weeks because our buddy Pete over at Garblag Games is getting ready to kickstart his Heroic Deeds game. It's uh, It's got an old school fantasy feel, but with some modern mechanics. So we're going to start next week with some character generation, and then we're going to we're going to dive right into the action and we're going to spend a couple of weeks uh, getting to know the rules and, and showing them to everybody so that you can get an idea of what the Kickstarter is going to be all about. Awesome. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited to have you GM for me again. It's been too long. Uh, Jeff, what do we got going on? Uh, lots of things, man. Uh, Thursday is our next game playing werewolf. Uh, the apocalypse uh, and we also have a, a fun little announcement uh, that night. Going to have a new giveaway. I'm going to do it a little differently. It's got some new stuff going down. So uh, so come back on, on Thursday as we, uh, yeah, we've been working on something behind the scenes. And uh, we're going to have a little fun with that. Uh, Friday, we are going to be doing some Delta Green uh, and uh, continuing our campaign there. Saturday, back to Call of Cthulhu, Eternal Lies. Uh, Monday is a monster of the week it is the finale of our monster of the week family splatters campaign. Uh, and then as, uh, Aaron has already said back on Tuesday, uh, with some heroic deeds. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's everything, right? Sounds like everything to me. All Got right. a fun week coming up. I want to say thank you all, uh, for playing with me. Uh, it's been a lot of fun playing X-Men with you. I appreciate you putting up with my goofy storylines and my bad puns. Uh, I've had a blast, uh, and I hope you all enjoyed as well. Did indeed. Thank you for running. Yeah, it. thanks Fantastic. for running. Good game. Yeah. Thank you also to some. Uh, we had a few raids tonight, so C plus oh, yeah. content and Dustfire Media and talking, talking XP. XP. Thank you all. We appreciate that so much. Who are we raiding? Well, Stephen, I'm glad you asked. We're going to be go ahead and rate High Shelf Collective because speaking of Werewolf the Apocalypse, they are playing Werewolf the Apocalypse. Uh, so uh, follow that rate. Have a great rest of your night. Uh, come back on Thursday with uh, news stuff. And uh, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye-bye.